0: believers strengthened in their faith, and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord, and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's a delight and a privilege to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And we're going to be looking at the book of Colossians, a a number of scriptures there, and the emphasis this week is going to be on being filled with knowledge of God. And Junie, we know that there are so many important factors that go into living a life that glorifies the Lord, but perhaps one of the most important ones, if not the most important ones, is to know God and know Him intimately. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Colossians, chapter 1. And we're going to be reading from verse 9 through 11. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously. Junie, these are such powerful verses and I pray that you and I will incorporate them into our lives and we pray that each of our listeners would hear this and receive this as a word to them.
2: And we see here, Shelley, that um, it's Paul's prayer to be filled with the knowledge of his will. Yes. And how can we know his will unless we really know him? And so we see what we're filled with is so important.
1: Actually, Journey, you're saying something so uh, powerful because I think you and I know that we are under the control of what will fill us in other words what fills us is going to be a reflection of how we conduct ourselves the things we say the things we believe in the things we do and just to point out the word fill in greek means to fill to the fullest possible extent so this is an important issue for all of us
2: and you know shelley if uh you read john sixteen six. It really is interesting because Jesus was telling his disciples about his departure. And he said, uh, before I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. And so here we see the disciples were filled with sorrow.
1: All because, journey, of what Jesus told them. And so at that moment. If you looked at the disciples' faces, you would see great sorrow. So for that moment, and it lasted some time, no doubt, they were filled with sorrow, and that's their expression, and that's where they were at that moment.
2: And Paul's prayer was to be filled with the knowledge of God. And so if we're not filled moment by moment with the knowledge of God, the immediate moment of what is happening will fill our hearts, just like the disciples exactly, really. in hearing of Jesus' departure. They got filled with sorrow.
1: Really? And you know, Junie, another example of being filled occurs in Luke chapter 6. And Jesus just spoke to his disciples. I'm sorry, he spoke in front of the Pharisees, and he healed a man on the Shabbat. So look what it says of the Pharisees and the scribes. But they were filled with rage and discussed together what they might do to Jesus. So this overcame them. They were overwhelmed by the fact that Jesus would dare heal somebody on the Shabbat, on the Sabbath. And they were filled with rage. So again, at that moment in time, rage ruled their lives. Why? Because they were filled with it. It was a reaction to what Jesus did on the Shabbat.
2: And I think we need to say here that they didn't understand that he himself was the Lord and the Messiah, and they thought he was a false prophet because he was healing on the Sabbath, and the law said not to do work on the Sabbath.
1: Then we see, and I think we're all familiar with it, about the story of Pentecost. And what does it say in Acts 4, verse 31? The disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. So in other words, their life, that was not just for a moment. They were filled with the Holy Spirit for the rest of their lives. It was a life-changing event that took place. They were filled to the fullest. Now, again, we say this, you are under the control of that which fills you. And, you know, if we come, as we're going to discuss this week, if we are filled with the knowledge of God, and we are filled with the knowledge of his will for our life. Juni, this world could be turned upside down. And that is a very exciting thought. So, what are you filled with? And Paul so often, throughout the epistles, spoke of the knowledge of God. For example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 5, listen to these words. In everything you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge. Isn't it interesting, journey? This is a past tense. You were enriched in him, in all speech and all knowledge. So if we're not walking in the knowledge of God, we can't blame ourselves because God has already enriched us and we have to appropriate that which God has already filled us with and he has filled us with all knowledge pertaining to him.
2: And we see in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, That the God of our Lord, Jesus the Messiah, the Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. So really the knowledge of God comes by the spirit of revelation. We need to pray and ask the Lord to give us revelation. And you know, Shelley, the way he does it is in our everyday life because he will answer the prayers of all listeners or our prayers as we would ask him for that because when we go through something, he will show the revelation or the revelation knowledge in our experience, we will find him.
1: And You know, Junie, we're going to look, talk this week about true knowledge and real knowledge. And what you just said is such a key we can accumulate knowledge and store up a, a lot of facts in our minds, even about Jesus, even about theology, and even about uh, various aspects of, of knowing God. But the intimate knowledge that we're talking about is the knowledge that comes by revelation. It's not through our intellect. In fact, so often, our intellect could be a hindrance to receiving intimate, deep true real knowledge of god because the word knowledge and we'll mention it a few times this week is a greek word gnosis but god is speaking about a deeper knowledge it's epignosis and it's the deep revelatory knowledge that we are called to live by knowing god and understanding his will
2: and you know it's interesting Shelley, because our jewish people read the word uh, Rabbis and even the Pharisees of today believe and follow the word in the commandments. And many people call themselves Christians, go to church, go to Bible studies, read the word, pray, and think like in the word, that's where the life is. But Jesus said, you look in the scriptures and think that the life is in them but it's really in me. So the knowledge of God comes with a personal encounter with the living God. And we shouldn't put down the uh, greatness of God's word. And we should read God's word because it does give us life. But the life that Jesus was talking about, or the life that you and I are talking about is in the knowledge God. Of God, a knowledge yes, of Lord. His will, which comes through a personal obedience to God, a personal encounter with God, and a personal knowledge, communicating, yes. communing with the Holy One.
1: You know, while you were talking, Junie, I thought just of the wording of the New Covenant from Jeremiah thirty-one. It says in Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-one: "Behold, days are coming," declares the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and on their hearts I will write it, And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And here's what we want to emphasize this morning. And they shall not teach again each man his neighbor, and each man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin, I will remember no more. Junie, this is so powerful because he's writing the law on our hearts that we, all the people of Israel, will know the law, and this is the covenant that the Gentiles have come into as a as a preliminary to the Jewish the salvation of Israel.
2: And what's so important here, Shelley, is the personal knowledge of God, and that has to do with each one of us because we become a new man. Yes. He gives us a new life. And in Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, we're exhorted, do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self and its evil practices and put on the new self who is being renewed to the knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. So we see, Shelley, that when we come into the new covenant, we become new. We're born again. All things become new. And we need to remember this, that we don't go back to our old ways, our old life, uh, covering up truth or trying to cover up something wrong, but to confess our faults one to another that we might be healed and grow in the knowledge of God.
1: Right. Junie. just to re- remember that verse, renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. That's an open invitation for all of us who are born again. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank, you, thank Lord, you, Lord, that you have blessed us with a knowledge of who you thank are you, as well as knowing your will. Thank you, and Lord. I pray that we can appropriate and live a life that's worthy of you and worthy of the call that you put on each one of us to demonstrate you. Father, we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening.